Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up. Stop the music. Stop the music. What What time did Freaky, did Freaky like quit at 6.30? Like, what the hell? We're like three minutes early from starting. It's 6.59.49. Okay, you started the show at 6.58.44. But what, what are we, just, you know, willy-nilly? We're just starting, <laughs> you know, again, I, I know Freaky had to come in and do five hours. Did anybody? Did we stop the show five minutes early when I was up in a closet a few weeks ago, or did we go till midnight? Holy cow! Like what? What time did he? What time did he shut it down? I mean, I'm in there doing interviews, and you know, I've been I've been interviewing since six twenty, recording interviews, and I come in, I'm like, okay, I got a few minutes, and I'm gonna you know set everything up, I'm gonna get my Twitter up, and we'll get the text line up, and all this kind of stuff, and and. I guess Freaky what? He quit at like 6.45? What, he go for a burger and a beer or what? Like, how early are we starting these shows? I mean, I got to get steak to be my lead-in because I'll get 15 extra minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, if I get steak in here, by 7.15, we'll be ready to roll. <laughs> Meanwhile, Freaky, you know, he panicked about doing five hours, and he's out here at 6.45. He's already downstairs at, at the Politan Row getting a cocktail with the real estate maven. Holy cow. Jeez, I'm like, okay, I got a few minutes to get ready. And then all of a sudden the music starts in. I'm like, wait a second. Like, how early are we starting here? Boy, Jarvis wouldn't have done this to me. Jarvis wouldn't have done these kinds of things. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I guess, well, now it's officially the John Chuckery Show. When we get started now. Now that we had to kill three minutes of time. You want me to start the music back yeah, over? Yeah, start the, start the damn thing over again. I'm in a mood today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's 
Sports Talk doesn't stop. Sports Talk Radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. From the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome in, finally, to the John Chuckery Show. After John Freaky's four-hour, or sorry, how, how long did he work? Four hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> Jeez. It was like 4, 52, 53. Jeez. Thank God I got Dukes and Bell in here normally because, I mean, again, they don't leave 20 minutes early. It's the holiday weekend, you know. The yeah, really. I are... mean, yeah. I mean, good Lord. I guess everybody's on vacation right now. We got schedules that, you know, we're supposed to adhere to, and, you know, we don't even do that anymore. So, you tell them in a mood, like, you know, again, I'm fired up, and, you know, it's just all kinds of craziness, man. I've always, I've always got – why is it this show that we always have to deal with crazy stuff? Always got to deal with something crazy. Anyway. Uh, download the Odyssey app. I know you're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, the Alexa speakers, your tablet, your Roomba, your Coleco, your Commodore 64, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, it's through our personal Twitter pages, at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else. That is out there producing the show on the other side of the glass, pushing all the buttons a hell of a lot earlier than what it should be. <sighs> Day Day sets me up with a 640 interview, knowing that we're probably going to go, you know, at least 15. By the time you get them set up, get them off, you know, uh, Philippe. So we got Felipe Cardenas on, right? Okay. So uh, we've got, um, uh, who's the other guy we got? Ben uh, Ladner. Ben Adler. Ben, ben Ladner. Ben whatever. Ben, ben Affleck. Okay, we got Ben Affleck on, Ben Ladner on. So Ben Ladner is a basketball writer for Fansided. Okay, so we had him at six twenty, and then I had you know and peek behind the curtain, Felipe Cardenas at six forty. Now we try to do these interviews like six or six twenty or six forty, right, to give some time. But again, if I go at six forty, you know, by the time I do twelve thirteen minutes of interview and you know, get him set up if he answers right away, and then, you know, say a greeting. By the way, too, Felipe Cardenas, we were talking about because he was joking about the fact that um, that he is uh, having a night out in Midtown tonight. And I said, well, if you're here, at the, you know, if you come by the studio, come and stop on by. Come on through and stop by. So we were joking about the idea of at, when we were off air that we'll try to get Felipe in studio with us. So we'll try to get him in studio and have some fun, talk soccer, talk whatever like that. So, But, you know, again, it's going to take me, you know, 15, 16 minutes to get through everything and, and all the interview and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm late, but I'm coming in here. I've got everything printed off. I had to go to the printer and all this kind of stuff. And then here's Day Day, 6.50, you know, playing the music. Like, what are we doing? 
It was like six fifty nine. It was six fifty eight forty four. I literally looked up when I when I heard the music. It's like, wait a second, what time are we coming on? Jeez. So I'm gonna have a longer show than Freaky at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in a mood. It's Friday. It's Memorial Day holiday weekend, right? Right, so you should be happy to get started no, early. No, so I'm not can... happy because i got to do a longer show. I already got four hours, by and i got to go to work in the morning. A minute and I already 30 got four seconds. hours of this by myself. And then we do five. We do five in a closet. Hey. Anyway, so, again, Felipe Cardenas, he'll join us at 740. We'll talk some uh, Atlanta United. They get ready for action in Orlando. Look, this is another match that Atlanta United should win, right? Like, this should be another match. We keep just kind of muddling around with some of these mediocre teams. Charlotte, Chicago. Like, we got to beat some of these teams, right? Aren't we supposed to flex our muscle and beat some of these teams? I mean, no, historically, we've been pretty good against Orlando, right? But, again, this is, you know, they're kind of middling this year. They've been kind of disappointing. We've kind of just, you know, of late been kind of middling as well. Like, let's go. Let's get this thing figured out and go get three points on the road. Come on, Atlanta United. Now we're going to go through some roster changes and stuff like this, but, you know, we need to win some of these matches that we've got to take advantage of some of these, you know, less than teams. Chicago, Charlotte. Got to take advantage of some of these teams. We can certainly beat you know, uh, Orlando down there. So let's beat some of these teams. So we'll talk to him at uh, at 740. Um, Braves tonight. Uh, obviously, they are still at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll take on Philadelphia this four-game set tomorrow and then Sunday as well. Uh, good start last night to everything. So that was good news for the Atlanta Braves. They kind of broke out some of the, the whipping sticks and things like that. But we'll see what happens tonight. And, um Look, Jared Schuster is on the mound, and he's been good his last couple of starts. Didn't start off good, but he's been good his last couple of starts. So let's hope that trend continues, right? And, and look, I know it isn't a very big sample size, but his ERA going into his last start um, before he got this first win was like 831, and he dropped that down to 549. So, again, it was a good start for him last time out. And, um, you know, it was, uh, what was it, six innings and an earned run with uh, one hit. Uh, he only gave up the solo home run against Seattle and had seven strikeouts in it. And he would not given up less than three runs in his, in his first three starts in his career. Three, three, inning, three uh, runs, four runs, four runs. So it felt like, you know, okay, start number four. He's kind of calmed down, kind of settled down in. And look, we talked about this last night. And honestly, we could look back five years from now. Schuster gets some things figured out. I think Elder's here to stay. Obviously, I think Spencer Strider is going to be a Cy Young candidate over the next couple few years. If Schuster pans out, this will be one of the great drafts of all time for the Atlanta Braves in the 2020 draft. Like, this is shaping up to be a monster if you get Jared Schuster, Bryce Elder, and Spencer Strider as three of the four picks you make in a draft, and those guys can stick for the long term with this club, 
that's a grand slam. That's a grand slam draft. You don't always get multiple guys that can be starting pitchers coming up in a short amount of time. Again, three years ago, Spencer Strider's pitching for Clemson University. And then they didn't have a regular season or didn't have a minor league season because of the pandemic and everything else, right? I mean, that was all jacked up in 2020 with the pandemic. And then I think it was a reduced minor league schedule um, in 2021. So the fact that these guys have come up, all of them, all three of these guys, that they've come up, been able to contribute, and let's see if, you know, Schuster can build off that start. That was a really, really good start. You only give up one hit and one walk in six innings. I know it's still a solo home run, but still, you're not going to get yourself in much trouble. And let's see if he can get another six innings tonight, right? He's built, you know, his first two starts, four and two-thirds, four innings. Then his third start was five innings. Then this past start, six innings. Can we build it to where it kind of stays at a six-inning kind of mark? Because if so, I mean, that's this is one more guy that we look at and say, okay, you know, the, the future could be bright, and obviously the, the here and now could be bright because we've got a lot of pitching ailments. Max Fried ain't coming back anytime soon. Kyle Wright certainly isn't coming back anytime soon. And we know Ian Anderson's done for the year. So while we're waiting for Michael Soroka, and I don't even know when that's going to be. I don't think anybody knows when that's going to be. They'll, they'll, I think they'll have as much kit gloves as humanly possible for Michael Soroka. I mean, you just you have to rub them and rub, uh, wrap them in bubble wrap, and just take it easy, and you be overly cautious with him. I know we need pitching, and I know we need starters, and we don't want to get into bullpen games and blah 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 blah. But you've got to be overly cautious. With Michael Soroka, got to be overly cautious. Uh, Celtics did win last night. I, I, can I tell you that that uh, and and we'll talk to Ben Ladner um, about the finals and some Hawks talk and things like that. All of a sudden, and I know it's probably perception because again, no team has ever come back in NBA history down 0-3, right? No team has ever done it, and there's only been one team in baseball that's ever done it, right? So again, a huge sample size that has never been, nothing's ever been accomplished. Well. It felt like we have a whole new series after that victory last night. It felt like now all of a sudden, okay, Boston's in this thing, and we've really got a series now. Now, again, it could change, you know, <laughs> could change in a heartbeat here in a blink of an eye uh, as they play on Saturday. But it does feel like that all of a sudden, this is a new series. And, boy, if the Celtics win on Saturday, whoo, boy. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You talk about a tightened-up sphincter. You talk about butt-puckering. You talk about having those cheeks just clenching up on you. Is that descriptive enough, Day-Day, for you? Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, Celtics win on Saturday. Oh, boy. Now this is going to be a fun, fun Game 7, so... We'll see what happens. And Denver's just kind of hanging back, right? They're at the pool. They're at the spa. They're at the club. All right? Nobody's getting in trouble. So, uh, again, we'll talk to Ben Ladner coming up here at uh, at 8, uh, 820. We'll talk uh, with him. And how about this? <laughs> how about the fact of Marcelo Zuna and what he's been able to do in the month of May? 
This has been a great month of May for Marcel Ozuna. So, so far in the month of May, hold please, we get to the numbers here. He is batting 343 with a 421 on base percentage. So he's got nine walks in the month of May. He's slugging 746 with an almost 1,200 OPS. Eight homers, 19 RBI, three doubles. He scored 15 runs. And he's only got 16 strikeouts to nine walks. So it's not even two to one. Dare I say, I'll say it, Day-Day, he might be the player of the month in the National League. He might be the player of the month in May for the National League. Now, Ronnie won it in April. If he can keep this up for another week, I think he's going to end up the player of the month because he may be a 10-homer, 25-RBI, 340. I mean, his May has been outstanding, and this is all good news for the Braves. It's all good news for the Braves. It's not about trades and stuff like that. It's just helping win ball games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Do the Braves win or do the Braves lose? How you get there, okay, we can discuss some of that. But by and large, it's about do you win, do you lose, especially when you're playing 18,000 games during the regular season, when it's never ending in the regular season. So hats off to Marcelo Zuna. I mean, he's been outstanding in the month of May. And he may find himself, how, how crazy would this be if he finds a way to win the player of the month in the National League for the month of May? That is crazy. All right, here we go. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. There was a big-name wide receiver who got cut today by the Arizona Cardinals named DeAndre Hopkins. Does he make sense for the Falcons? Let's discuss it. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the time. 
tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuck Show, hanging out at the Key Studios. Friday night with you here as we head into the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Um, can we clear something up, Day Day, too, by the way? It's not Happy Memorial Day. No, I don't think you say that. No. It's just Memorial Day weekend. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not happy. Hey, have a happy Memorial Day. Well, that's... We honor, we, honor the, we honor the fallen soldiers, right. you know. I mean, it's not necessarily a, a happy time and things like that. I'm not saying it's not a great weekend and it's, you know, the official kickoff, to unofficial kickoff to summer and all that good kind of stuff, but it's not happy Memorial Day. That's We don't, right. we don't say all that. Yeah. So Anyway. Um, all right, here's what we got. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. That is our phone line. Does DeAndre Hopkins make sense for the Falcons? You know, obviously, he was released today, and uh, we kind of wondered. We've been talking about this for a while on the show, just the idea of, okay, would the would the Cardinals cut him? They certainly probably wanted to trade him first and foremost, but again, he's got he, – he had a 30 – almost a $31 million cap hit this year. Highest uh, – cap hit among receivers in the NFL, seventh highest overall in the NFL. So it was going to be tough to move him, right? I mean, you know, you got a guy that's got years on his contract left and he's got, you know, a, a huge cap hit. Like most teams just can't absorb all of that. And so it's always going to be hard to trade him. The Cardinals just cut him, right? And and I'm I'm curious to that move, but Again, it is what it is. The Cardinals will free up $8.15 million in cap space. So they had, what, $16 million in cap space? I think they have $16 million right now. Uh, okay. Like, how much more cap space you need? Um, he's 30 years old. He's been speculation of being traded for a while now. By the way, the... Cardinals will take a $22.6 million dead cap hit for him. And he was going to be a free agent at the end of next season. End of next season. Does he make sense for the Falcons? Now, the Falcons are not going to get in a bidding war. Falcons have, oh, according to this, almost $10.8 million to spend on DeAndre Hopkins. They've got almost that kind of just slightly below a cat whisker below $10.8 million. You look, the bears have $32 million and they need wide receiver help, right? Panthers lost their best wide receiver DJ Moore in that trade with the Chicago bears. Bears got DJ Moore. They could use more wide receiver help. Panthers lost their best wide receiver. They could certainly use help and certainly it would make a lot of sense 
for DeAndre Hopkins to go and play with Bryce Young, right? Colts, another team. Okay at wide receiver. I don't know if they're great, but $23.5 million of cap space. You want to make Jordan Love a better quarterback? Packers got almost $16.6 million in cap space. So there are teams that now that you're free of his contract restrictions that make a lot of sense. Now, most of these teams, to be fair, are not very good. I don't think the Eagles are looking for wide receiver. I don't think the Bengals are looking for wide receiver. Um, Maybe the Packers. But we'll see how good they are with Jordan Love. I don't think the Chargers are looking for a wide receiver. I don't think the, maybe the Saints are looking for a wide receiver. So most of the teams that you're looking at that A, have cap space available, and B, could use a wide receiver, eh, you know, I'm not sure that if they get into a bidding war that they're going to win that kind of battle. Would I like to see DeAndre Hopkins here? Yeah, I don't want to overpay for DeAndre Hopkins, but I'd love to see him here. If I had, I mean, again, you talk about all of the offensive weaponry that we have, and if I could add DeAndre Hopkins in the mix, I'll put it to you like this. If Arthur Smith has that many offensive weapons to play with and they are not at least a top five, 67% red zone efficient team as far as scoring touchdowns go, then the coach should be replaced. If you get DeAndre Hopkins and you can't be one of the five best red zone offenses in the league at, at above 67%, two out of three you know, times you're in the red zone, you're scoring touchdowns, then we got the wrong coach. Because all I hear about is his offensive mind and his ingenuity and he's this and that. And I mean, if we can't be that, then what are we? And if you had DeAndre Hopkins in the mix, I mean, I got no problem with doing this. I got no problem. I, and again, it's because we can we can dictate what the marketplace is going to be. Like it's not his contract, right? He's not he's not going to get traded and be a thirty one million dollar cap hit. That those days are gone now for him. So would I like to see the Falcons get him? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing them go after him. We could use another wide receiver. I was surprised that they did not take wide receiver in the draft, that Tory McElhaney and I talked about this, that we were both surprised that wide receiver wasn't taken. And we thought that, okay, maybe they got some undrafted rookie free agents and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, right now that they don't have that real complimentary number two piece to what Drake London is. Obviously, you know, combination of Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier and Jonu Smith, right? Like, it's a conglomerate of guys, not just a, a single solitary number two type of guy. Who knows? DeAndre Hopkins on this team could be a number one. He might be the number one wide receiver on this team. But if you had DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Jonu Smith, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan, Tyler Algier, phew, it's a lot of offensive personnel, right? And somebody's going to have to coach all of these guys up. You know, there's an old saying about, you know, if you got too much of a a good thing, you know, it just kind of may spoil. But 
I, I would love to have all of this offensive personnel, and, and I would not mind at all to see DeAndre Hopkins in a Falcons uniform. Now, he's obviously still got some production left in the tank. I'm not, I'm not counting on him to be the, the type of wide receiver that he was over the last few years, but his last three seasons in Arizona, 2,696 yards, 17 touchdowns, 221 catches. He had um, 64 catches, 717 yards, and three touchdowns last year. And that was after he missed the first six games of the year because, remember, he failed the performance-enhancing – or the, the, the what is it? The, um, the NFL performance-enhancing drug policy, right? So he missed the first six games of the year and still had over 700 yards and three touchdowns. Can I tell you, I mean, you know, if if he was somebody like that, wouldn't you love to see Desmond Ritter be able to throw to him? Janu, Pitts, London, DeAndre, why not? Why not? Now, again, I don't think he's going to cost $20 million or something ridiculous like that. I, I certainly don't think that, well, let me put it like this. I, I don't, we're not going to get in a bidding war with some of the teams that need wide receiver as well. We don't have the cap space, you know, compared to the Bears and the Panthers and some of these other teams. You know, there are teams that have $20, 30000000 million of cap space available. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they've got it available. And so we can't really get into a bidding war because we've got about $10 million, not quite $11 million in cap space. It's a big gap between where the Bears and the Colts and um, who's the other team, uh, the Panthers, Big difference from where those teams are at versus where we're at. But maybe he wants to come down and be a part of a winner. Maybe he wants to come down and be a part of something special. Maybe he wants to come down and play with Cordero Patterson. A couple of Tennessee guys, right? UT guys. There's a lot to like about, listen, what I'd rather, if if it's not about just the money, and it's always about money, okay? Right? What? Day day. What do we say? The truest thing about the two the two C's in life that are the most true. Yeah, uh, cash and creative. Yeah, cash and creative. That was always Jim Ross's line: cash and creative. Flash, flash. Cash and creative. That's what it's all about, baby. So as long as it's not a bidding war, just for the dollars and cents aspect of it, there's a lot to like about this team. Now. We saw that, um, you know, he had put out that list of quarterbacks that he wanted to play for and this and that. Well, again, you you go to where, you know, it's going to be a fit and all this kind of stuff. But now he's on the marketplace. Now, now, he's, now he's available for anybody to sign. And if it's just about the money, he's got lots of other better options, right? I mean, the, the Panthers, Bears, Lions, Colts, Packers, you know, Texans, Bengals, Eagles, they can pay him more. And in the case of the Colts, Packers, sorry, Colts, Lions, Panthers, Bears, they can pay him significantly more, significantly more, because those teams are all at the 20-plus million dollar um, cap line level. So it'll be interesting to see. I would not mind taking a flyer on DeAndre Hopkins I wouldn't mind seeing what he's got left in the tank. Let's see if he wants to come play with his personnel. He doesn't have to be the number one 
option as far as offensive personnel does, right? I mean, he was that way in Arizona, had to be the number one guy. Well, we've got Pitts, we've got London, we got Algier, we got Bijan, we got Janu. He could be a pretty good player without having to be, you know, the best, you know, on his own team. And that's the thing that's intriguing about all of this is, okay, would he come and play for a team like the Falcons, who a lot of people, again, we talked about Adam Shine last night, hopping on the bandwagon to. As the national media kind of props up more and more about the Falcons, could this be the sexiest situation that he finds himself in? Because we're not Bears-level bad, but you know most of the teams are not all that good that are on this list, or at least you know the, the top salary cap teams that are on this list. So if you're going to a lesser-than team, this may be the destination spot, right? This may, this may be the best destination for DeAndre Hopkins to come to. I'm all for it. I mean, now that he's not under contract, I wouldn't for trading him. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to trade for him and absorb that $30 million of cap space. I wasn't going to do all that. But now that he's out there on the open marketplace, I'd be willing to roll the dice on him. I, I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing it, uh, it happen. So we'll see. All right, when uh, we come back, Felipe Cardenas is going to join us. We'll talk some Atlanta United with him. Chuck me to Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 1990 Game, the Odyssey.com app. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show live on this Friday evening with you as we get ready for another match on the road for Atlanta United, this time in Orlando. I'm sure, not sure if they're still the big rival for Atlanta, but we can discuss that here with our buddy Felipe Cardenas. He is uh, joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline, soccer writer for The Athletic. Theathletic.com is where you can check out all of his work and on Twitter at Felipe Carr. Felipe, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. Of course, of course. Happy to be on the show. I, it's Friday night. I'm, I'm enjoying a nice Friday night in uh, Midtown Atlanta. So, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, listen, if you're, nice. if you're by the studios here, just come on by and swing on through. All right so. on. I might have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, listen, it, this is the mandatory question that always has to be asked when there is a draw for Atlanta United, and that is, does the draw feel like more of a win or more like a victory with what happened in Chicago? Well, I'll, I'll answer your first question at the, you asked at the top of the show. Orlando City is, still, I think, it's still Atlanta United's chief rival. You know, I think they've got a couple budding rivalries, but this is the one that always feels like uh, the fans really don't like each other. The players don't like each other. There's there is a little bit of 
fun office rivalry as well, so it's always fun to watch. Uh, you know, the 3-3 draw against the Chicago Fire, it definitely did not feel like a win. It wasn't a draw that felt like a win. It was it definitely felt like a loss. I think the player, you, you ask the players, they might say the same thing. Uh, it, it was a tough one, I think, for fans that, you know, I've heard from a couple fans that you just sort of correspond with and lots of frustration with, with the way the team is giving up what they say are easy goals. You know, even Gonzalo Pineda, the head coach, said the same thing. They're conceding too easily. And so that's always going to be frustrating, even if you're getting a point out of it, because you should be getting three points. Atlanta should be going on the road and earning points against teams like Chicago that uh, aren't at the top of the table. Does it feel like Atlanta United hasn't taken advantage of their schedule this year, whether it's losing to um, Charlotte in their home field or a draw like this on the road? I mean, it just feels like that they haven't taken advantage of some of these teams that they frankly should be beating, not tying or losing to, they frankly should be beating? I'll say yes and no, because the the beginning of the set schedule was very favorable. They played, I think, away, and then they had four or five at home. Uh, and I remember speaking to Garth Lagaway for the, the, that, that interview that I, I referenced a lot on your show because it was just so wide-ranging. It always seems like someone asked me a question, and Garth Lagaway has, has addressed it. And one of them was, he told me straight up, like we we've got to be good in those games that were that we're going to be at home, uh, and they were. They got that's why that's why they're at the where they are in the standings despite some some bad performances. Uh, and so in that sense, they did. But you're right, you know they should they should be beating Charlotte at home. They they should be getting more points on the road. The players know it. The staff knows it. Uh, but they they did enough that some of these results haven't been detrimental, you know, to their to their league standing. They're still pretty comfortable uh, and the way that teams are playing it's really tight at the bottom of the eastern conference so if atlanta can just get more consistent like they should be you know cruising into the playoffs if they stay at the top felipe cardenas soccer writer for the athletic joining me on the waitboard.com hotline with that have they been a better road team i mean they only had i think it was two victories last year on the road do you think so far on the road that they have been a better squad year over year uh, no, I mean, th- th- there have been few Atlanta United teams that have been able to match what Tata Martino's teams did on the road. They were very good, you know, like th- they would go in and own teams and, and, and just play their way or just find ways to, to get out performances in, in, in tough environments. And so, no, you know, this current side, if I'm not mistaken, like over the last two years, they've lost, I think, 21 road games. Like, don't quote me, but I think it's a number like that, that that's not appealing at all. Uh, and so that that's a huge concern. That that's what makes you a contender in, in MLS, in my in my opinion. Yes, it's playoffs. So like sometimes you just have to get in, and you can do your business in a in a single elimination tournament. But you know that that's a concern because there even fans think like, all right, like it's they're they're, they're very likely to get a win at home at the Benz, but then they go on the road and there's just a lot of insecurity. I think from the fan base and. And just the results aren't helping. So that's an area that Gonzalo Pineda has. I think if he looks at that stat under his, you know, his win percentage and and, and his current tenure, he's not going to like it. So we saw Arujo that he got the red card in the match against um, the Chicago Fire, but we also saw here, I guess, a couple of days later that he got fined for what was described as failing to leave the field in a timely and orderly manner manner Mm -hmm. what did you make of all of that what what did you make of that does that seem petty or do you think it was justified 
Uh, it was it was likely justified. I think when MLS lays down that sort of fine, there's enough evidence, probably video evidence and, and, and testimony from those around, and the referees have a report, and it's and that's it. That's all it takes. The players, it's going to be tough for a player to win that argument. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not in in Luis Adarujo's head, but you know, this is a player that's been under a lot of scrutiny. I think there's a lot of agreement that he's very talented. And that he just couldn't be consistent enough here. And that caused, I think, frustration from the fan base, obviously. But he played with a lot of frustration, I thought. You know, and he was described by his teammates as like a happy guy, you know, t- you know classic Brazilian. who's always just like happy and, and smiling. And he, I see it at training. But on game day, it just it, it didn't click. And, you know, that, that red card obviously coming just days after official news uh, broke that, that he was being sold to Flamengo and then, I, that that Doug Robertson from the from the Atlanta General Constitution broke that, and then I was able to break the, the price, which was indeed a ten million dollars sale uh, for a player that was about that much. So uh, it's a good bit of business for Atlanta United, and I think the frustration there from the player perhaps is just you know a frustration, a frustrated time in MLS. It didn't go as he wanted. So I, I was reading an article in Forbes about um, uh, Yorgos Yakamakis. And he may be a front runner for the Golden Boot Award this year. And I thought it was interesting because, again, I, I, I'm not going to compare anybody to Joseph Martinez. Nobody's ever going to do what Joseph Martinez has been for MLS and for this organization. But is this the closest thing that we have seen to matching his production? I mean, is this kind of where we're moving toward that level of, okay, this is the guy that we can rely on to help score goals when we, you know, there was always when, you know, when you got an emergency, break glass and bring out Joseph and he'll go score a goal. Is it kind of becoming to that point with Yakimakis that we're starting to see that kind of offensive firepower from him? Maybe. You're right. You're right about Joseph Martinez. You know, he wanted to run in 2019 that the only other player in the world that was scoring, that scored as many goals as Joseph Martinez in consecutive games that year was Lionel Messi. And so that that's pretty incredible. That that's a that's a high mark. And so Yakimakis, what he's proving is that he's he's just a legit goal scorer. And that's exactly what Atlanta United needed. And so in that sense, it's it's a great signing, it's a great find. Uh and they've they've they're on their way to solving the problem of, of having built the, the, the really the, the first years of the club off of Joseph Martinez's back and, and, and what he was going to be able to do in matches. And so that's, you know, you're depending a lot on one player and, and Atlanta has suffered, you know, from some of those consequences, but Yakimakis is, he's just been great, man. And like, I, I, I think I'm one of those guys that, you know, you, you always wonder how these center forwards are going to fit, uh, especially in a new team. And uh, I, I, it didn't take long for me to see like, he's going to get his goals in MLS and he's doing it. And, and I think, you know, John, what's funny is that we were talking about some of the, 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 the negatives, right. The frustrations of, of Atlanta United when you, you know, you, there's, there's talent there. Um, but despite that, Yakimax is, is breaking records with the way that he's scoring. And in, in his, I think last seven starts, last eight starts, he's like climbing a table there as, as in, in MLS lore and and that i think that's just a, a huge bright spot you know that as soon as you can write the ship a little bit make some key signings perhaps in midfield you know make sure that the replacement for adarujo really works you already know that you've got a number nine a center forward that's that's a killer and so it, that, that's that's been a massive massive bright spot for atlanta 
perception always has the same effect as truth. And one of the things about Joseph Martinez was it always felt like that. I don't want to say he was going to be an Atlanta United player for life because he obviously isn't now. But but it was a situation where it felt like that. Okay, he would be a guy that would stay in MLS and would stay with Atlanta United. He was breaking all kinds of records. He was dominating, you know, his league and different things like that. And I don't know how he translated to a worldwide stage, whatever like that. But can the same thing sort of be said about Yakimakis that this may be a guy that if he starts dominating at a high, high level, that he stays in MLS and he doesn't, you know, get tempted to go somewhere else that, look, if he can be the best player in MLS, he can make a really good living for himself and a lot of fame and fortune. So is he a guy that stays in this league or do you think that he's got bigger, better ambitions further on? The only reason why I think Yorgos Yakimakis would leave Atlanta United and MLS before time or before his contract runs out or just prematurely is if he's unhappy and, you know, the team doesn't win the way he expects it. But other than that, I think this guy came here to be a star. He, he, I, I, I take his word like it, it's very genuine and what he says is sincere. And I think he's a legit leader on this team now. You know, he doesn't have to have the armband to do it. Uh, but he can definitely be a star. That You know, the team just has to figure itself out and know that they have a player like that. So I think Yakimakis is his goal, and he said it, it, it was to come here and, and make history and, you know, come here and, and, and be a star and win titles. I know a, a lot of players say that. I get it. Adarujo said the same thing. But you can see that Yakimakis really uh, is, is, is committed big time. And so, yeah, they've got a star in the making, and he's a mature player. He's an experienced player. He's played in Europe. He's won Golden Boots ever, and, and in Europe, and, you know, he's th- th- that means a lot. That's, that, that's like, you know he's a real baller. So it just – Again, this team just needs to find a couple key signings, and, and, and I think they're going to be a lot better. This match coming up here tomorrow against Orlando, I mean, they're seventh, I believe, in the Eastern Conference in points. They've kind of been sort of middling here of late. Atlanta United's been sort of middling of late. Is this a match that Atlanta United can go down and win? I mean, I know it's a rivalry, and you kind of throw out the records and things like that, and Orlando does have a good attack, but – is this one of those matches again that we're going to look at and say, okay, this should be a they should find a way to go down there and win? I think so. I think Atlanta can beat Atlanta United can beat Orlando City, and it's because of what you said, Atlanta City they're, they're they have like quality in the team, and, and they have a, a well respected coach and Oscar Pareja, um, but they're so streaky, like they're just so streaky, and and I, I thought they'd be a lot better this year. They've been disappointing uh, both away from home and at home, so that should. If I'm Atlanta United, I bet you they're confident that they that if they play well, it's a team they can beat. But it is always a tricky environment in Orlando. It can really turn on you quickly on, if you're a visitor and, and you go down early and you start you're not playing well. It is it, if the crowd's into it, you know it will it can affect a, a visiting team. So uh, I expect the, the game to be like that to be tense uh, at the beginning. But I think there's going to be goals, honestly. Um, and I think again, Atlanta. They, it's a, it's a, it was a disappointing result in, in Chicago, uh, but it, like you said, I guess you can say, like, okay, it wasn't a loss, uh, and they should be motivated to go to Orlando and steal three points. 
Check him out on theathletic.com. He covers all things soccer for The Athletic. And join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Felipe Cardenas is also on Twitter, at Felipe Carr. And as always, Felipe, appreciate the time. Thanks for a few moment, minutes here. And uh, listen, go enjoy your Friday night in Midtown. And uh, listen, again, at some point, you know, you'll have to stop by the studios here with us and hang out with us for a little bit. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this in live. Let's do it live in person, man. Let's, let's, let's take it to the next step. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate the time as always. John Chuckery will be back. Sports Radio 99 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.